0: Hello, and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting te- applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listener's ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick.
1: Hello, I'm Ed. Hey, I'm John.
0: And, you know, this week we're going to, you know, kind of dive down a, you know, a different rabbit hole and we're going to head towards the, the, the realm of tools and technology. You know, we're going to look at it you know from different aspects and different levels you know based on everybody's job you know ranging from your ot to your it to pretty much darn near anything everything in between if you think about it yeah. you know and you know we'll be looking at it from you know the end user standpoint the medium level user standpoint the prosumer standpoint depending on where you're at you know and you know mind you, you know, if you think back you know this, this conversation with you, you know, of us. You know, it's, going, it's not going to be, you know, what is, you know, what you should use. You know, it's an idea. You need know, something to, to, to play with, something to look out for, and, you know, maybe a new tool to try. So, you know, when y'all are thinking about, you know, tools and technology, um, you know, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, y- yeah, the first thing I'm thinking is, like, what is my what is my tool belt? What is my, my utility kit? Like, how, what, what what tools can I use to make myself more effective? And kind of going to what you were talking about earlier with the little stages of, of um, user. Um, I think most of us, honestly, a lot of the listeners probably as well, are going to qualify for end user. And I think if you haven't qualified as an end user, you're not really doing enough. You need to go try some stuff um, and see how things work. Uh, but most of us, are. We, we use what's been written already, what's been proven. We watch tutorials and we learn about those things. Well, hopefully some people just poke at it and figure it out. Uh, but then you you get into the ones that you know write the scripts that help that, like say startup scripts. I'm I'm making this script to open this application so the end user doesn't have to click 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 log in here. Maybe it has my login credentials in it already. It auto logs in. That's not safe, by the way. But maybe it's just a display of visualization that's just loading a screen that um, nobody can really connect to. Plug in a mouse. It's like up and away. Yeah. Uh, so they can't really touch it. There's there's no reason to be kind of locked down. I mean you can lock those down. But then but that's that's just kinda explaining what, what that user does. He makes those scripts to make that start up from scratch or from power outage or whatever mm-hmm. you recover um, to a state where you don't have to, you know, do all the tedium. Mm-hmm. And then the developer who's writing in s- scripts like Python and C who's making the stuff. Um, I don't know very many people that are doing those. We work with a lot of those developers but mm-hmm. um, those guys got to be uh, it, it's, it's a different set of tools for each level, I should say. So for me, like I can go into my set of tools and, and say like I use these applications for these things. Um, but at the end of the day uh, th- those developers are, are the ones that made those applications. So they know how those things work, but that—that's like whenever we're thinking tools, tools of the trade, also tricks of the trade. That's that's where my mind heads to, because then I can kind of say, um, this is this is something like like Ed. Um, I think uh, what was I saying? It, if you had two workers, now you're paying both of them for two hours worth of work. Are you gonna pay that one to to go up to 30 PCs and reboot them one by one? Or Are you gonna pay? Uh, for for the other guy who wrote the script that reboots them all, and he is now monitoring while also maybe doing some prevent preventive maintenance on something else, he gets an alert that'll ding him so that he knows to stop what he's doing here or get to a stopping point and go deal with the the, the PCs that are failing to reboot. Wh- which one of those guys would you hire?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, for for me, you you, you because of the. Uh, way it is run today you have to have people that can do multiple things yeah you have to have people that can cover uh multiple platforms so i would uh lean more towards a person that's able to automate some of those tasks yeah. uh, because as you said there are cases where the person has to be in front of each client yeah they're rare rare situations uh but for the most part that should be automated, <coughs> and for me, I, I think of it on a three-level uh, model. You have mm-hmm. end users, you have what we call power users, and then you have we have super users. Okay. So uh, an end user is uh, a, a regular uh, user that's using the uh, equipment, as far as PCs, applications on the PCs, the yeah. tools that come with uh, uh, far as doing. Uh, office uh type things Mm -hmm. um maybe maybe some databases but then you got the power user where the power user has to be able to elevate his rights to do certain things maybe he has to install some drivers maybe he has to be able to do updates but then you have what we call a super user that has to be able to do things on an administrative level um you know hey i have to be able to do onboarding and offboarding hey i have to be able to um go through and clean up some things you know hey maybe maybe i got to many the logs i need yeah. to do some archiving um mm-hmm. uh, i need to make backups yeah. you know whether you're doing an incremental level or where you're doing full backups you have to do backups yeah tar you're not doing back. backups well say hello ransomware come get me because yeah. it's gonna happen yeah it's not a matter uh, of if it's yep. a matter when. Don't be the guys that have to rebuild everything
1: because you didn't want to pay the ransomware that you got yourself stuck in.
0: And <laughs> you know that's another you know thing where technology comes in handy. You know, If yeah. you think about it, you know, it, if you're using you know a Linux based, you know, server based system, you know, you can easily just run a write of Python script that will turn around and tar your log files and your backups and offload them immediately. You know, putting them into cold storage. You know, the, the the greatest thing out there is cold storage. You know, I should be able to, if I'm going to do a backup one day, and this is jumping off a little bit off topic, whatever. But I should be able to take a NetApp or a SAN of some sort. You know, I prefer NetApp, and plug it into my network, yank my freaking my my um, uh, backup one time a year, and then one or one time a month or whatever, and then offline it and cold storage that in the corner. You know, and then have it connected to a different network, where it's only a, 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 you know able to be reached by people managing the backups, so they can clear storage and send and stuff like that. Or have a script that runs on there that says, "Hey, if this is over this this many days old, start whacking." It. Yeah, you know we don't need we don't need anymore. You know, if you're over you know two and a half years old, please delete your stuff. You know, there, there should be no reason, rhyme or reason, why you have six, seven, eight-year-old documents inside your share drive. It'll be a digital order. You know, uh, we've seen some, that.
1: Some stuff's important. Yeah, some no, stuff is really do.
0: good, like contracts and stuff like that, stuff where you have legal means that you have to go back and fight. But you yeah, have, to yeah,
2: have a physical copy. Have right. that. Yeah, yeah, but,
0: you know, please, cold, cold stories, those type of things, you know, don't don't stick it in your share drive thinking you'll see it again. Because yeah. I guarantee you, you'll be one of those people that put something in your share drive and never be seen from again. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like the stuff that goes in the back of the fridge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? Like the fridge stinks. <laughs> right. It's behind the milk. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's one of those things.
2: Oh, Right. Oh, and
0: it's like, you start thinking about it, you know, when I start thinking about, you know, what is, you know, my toolkit look like on a daily basis, you know, or, you know, where I've been to where I'm going, you know, I've I came from, you know, the military side of the house as an end user to being a subject matter expert on multiple projects. To being an application test engineer to being where i'm at now and stuff like that so i've used damn near everything at this point you know played with the python scripting you know doing you know uh powershell scripting to install applications and automate my daily life you know sending emails because i don't want to do it um you know played in the vmware leagues you know made sure that i can connect a windows 7 box an old windows 7 box my first project to a solaris 10 box you know, and most people know how old Slayer's 10 is, you know, yeah. um, and how hard it is to use. You screw the up Etsy, the, Etsy, the Etsy host file, and guess what? Now you don't have the server anymore. It's there. They can't talk to nothing. It's in a box. By itself.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, it's, you have the, you know, the host.allow file that you're to update if you're going to you know, let things through the files and stuff like that. But, you know, that's all, you know, if you don't have a GUI for it, you know, I, I'm one of some of the people, I love mobile extern yeah. You know, I use MOBA Xterm relentlessly. Um, you know, I use it here at the house when I'm dealing with Raspberry Pis and, you know, little micro servers that I have running. Yeah. You know, that I play with, you know, and stuff that runs my 3D printers and stuff like that is, you know, all Raspberry Pi, all Linux based. You know, it's system, so I use MOBA Xterm to, you know, SSH to that because, honestly, it's better than PuTTY. Yeah, putty
1: is very basic. I mean,
0: putty is also a tool that can be used. I mean, yeah, it's a beginner way, of it? Yeah. yeah.
2: But in uh, OT, you have no, you have no, uh, no choice. Yeah. It is putty.
0: Well, the thing is, you can oh. still use mobiles. I mean, access putty. It's just a front end for putty. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but uh, like some of the older stuff that's uh, Windows Seven older. Yeah. It does not interface. Like it only can interface with putty or or some RS RS. Two thirty-two RS forty-eight oh, okay, because it, like it's the, the it's the platform generation. because yeah. you you're not Ethernet you're doing serial yeah, Ethernet serial is serial but you're yeah. doing really serial communication yeah. so we're we're talking older technology any anything newer you know like say that it would it came out when Windows Seven was out but it's really Windows Ten yeah it's gonna be able to do those things. But there are some situations where you don't have that choice. You have to use Command Prompt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you have to use some other tool that was older. Because really, you're still in the NT world.
0: Yeah, if you think about it, all of our 3D printers our all run frame. serial yeah. communication.
2: <laughs> well, console. Yeah. Think about console communication. Yeah. You don't, ports. Have to, you don't have, have that damn cord.
0: OBD2 ports and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You know. Some
2: things you just locked in. Yeah. However... Maybe even with tools like that that we we're talking about, that even with the older stuff, mm-hmm. maybe you can write your own. Uh, like or something. Oh, I yeah. bet you can. I, I mean, yeah. that's
1: that's the whole thing or, of getting to the super user. It's yeah. like you you could be a power user for so for, but for so long until you start realizing that hey I can hook these mm-hmm. things together. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's
0: like, you know the one thing that you know for ex- you know from my background that I I used to love is you know software testing. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to come up with software test plans. we did an entire episode on software testing at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's you know kind of like a I actually would say it's a passion. You know, not just finding things that break or knowing that hey, I I can break this. if You want me to? You know, and just you know, tell me when and I'll I'll snap at its legs and you know we'll play this later. because um, I'll just turn one of your services off and watch the damn thing crumble. Mm-hmm. You know, but um. You know, it's one of those things because you dig into so many different technologies just doing that one job. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, if you're new to technology and you're getting into technology, find yourself a software testing job. You know, because you'll learn everything from software testing to systems administration to um, doc- documentation stuff. You know, technical documentation or technical writing which is a huge topic these days. Yeah. You know, and oh, stuff like that. And, and of the art, too. Right. And, you know, maybe we'll do an episode on tech, on tech writing, mm-hmm. you know, later on, because that's a really big deal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn all of that down to the, down to the you know, down to requirements definitions and requirements gathering and stuff like that, which, this day and age, you don't really have a whole lot of stuff to do that. You know, for me, I use doors. You know, um, um, IBM Rational doors, you know, to do all that, or used to. You know, now we use Jira, you know, and Confluence and... Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. and all of that. Yeah. You know, in their tie ins that they have. They do have a tie in four doors though. Which is which is kinda weird but they have it. Um, or, you know, the basics, you know, shows just how old me and Ed are is, you know, I'll go back to music cell. I was gonna say <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> well. No. Well, you uh, know. That that's uh, gonna be a piece of paper. Uh, you know, DDE, I, was, I thought DDE. you were gonna say a scrap piece of paper, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I like
2: uh, DDE, DDE servers and stuff like yeah. that. Back in the old days, when we yeah. was using that to basically for our rudimentary skater systems. Yeah, you know, okay. communicating data. Yeah. You know, of course, we graduated from that to S Q L and a little bit more, you know, robust system. But I mean, but those are some. I'd say for me, I'm from the command prompt. I mean. I'm a little bit further back than that. I'm from DOS, yeah. so you know in DOS there was no graphical user interface mm-hmm. in the first couple of iterations. Yeah. It was all it was all typing the right command, or it doesn't
0: work. We're yeah. going down Oregon yeah. Trail now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean just come back around
1: by the way. It's, yeah, it's, it's popular again. You get that app right now. No, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean it's played ports
2: it of that too on yeah. modern yeah. game systems. Yeah, yeah. But but you're right. I think yeah. that is that is the case.
1: Yeah, they remake it. It's a different platform, which but they're doing they're rewriting the wheel. But it's still like it's getting yeah. it to everybody, and right?
0: It's like if you think about it, you can take the technology that we use now. You know, like we're talking about mobax we're talking about Scada systems, we're talking about you know Python and you know and all these things. You know stuff that you know ha- is leaps and bounds past what we've dealt with in years prior. Mm-hmm. You know if you think about it, you know Python is not a new. Alternative by any stretch of the imagination, <clears throat> it just became more uh, upfront, as you can say over the over the over the past few years.
2: I, I think I mean, people I think
1: realize
0: to, what they could do with it. I think right. it. To be honest, <laughs> ever like, since data science became a thing, I think.
2: Yeah, well, that too. But I think it's for like scientists. I think it's for like academia. I think it's for people that do not have the time to uh, use a. C plus or mm-hmm. hey, I wanna use uh, Java or or yeah. I wanna use one of these one of these platforms yeah. where it's it's a lot of investment in the front end. Right, exactly. It's it's a lot of investment. And it's,
1: it's and like to be R to be honest,
2: it, it is an art, but to be honest, yes, I can write some simple application with C But when we start talking about, hey, I'm, i got a hundred thousand data points <laughs> yeah. and I gotta move these these uh, data points from here to here over there yeah, you, you know well. that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's a lot different. But if all I wanna do is I have data, I want to analyze it. How can I write something really simple, word quick? And it's and it's it's intuitive.
0: Yeah. Now now think about this. You know, now we've 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 gone, you know, that route. Think about we landed a man on the moon.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. With
0: with the amount of RAM that's in your cell phone. Actually your cell phone has more RAM than the Apollo Rock, Saturn V rocket.
2: Probably a toy got that RAM now. Yeah. That, that, Apollo yeah, exactly.
0: You know, you can pretty much fit the entire operating system of Apollo on a thumb drive now. You know, if you think about it, mm-hmm. you know, they have the, the open source stuff like NASA publishes, you know, the flight control software, you know, for people to build their own modern rockets that does all the, all the thing for you. It's a 34 meg download. Okay. Make say it again. It's a meg download.
2: I can remember know. when, but thirty-two megs was oh, you must have a lot of money. You got thirty-two megs of RAM. But <laughs> and the thing is, is what, but what it does
0: is it'll it'll, like it'll, it'll, it'll reach out, it'll grab onto the source code, pull a source code down. So yeah, by the time you're done with it, it's probably about two hundred and fifty megs, roughly. Okay. Right?
2: What, what else were they doing with that two hundred fifty-some megs? Yeah. They were transmitting it from this planet to somewhere else. Yeah, they still are. If you think about it. But I'm the same
0: back then. Yeah. Well, if the funny part is, if you think about it, you know, we, you know, my grandfather's part of all that. That's why I'm really kind of, you know, tied into all this. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you know, you're talking, you're, they're writing code and writing software using old wire diagrams, you know, to figure out what role that when when it, when the center, you know, navigational ring twisted. Or it set its trajectory. The rocket twisted to get a certain degree to hit outside of the atmosphere.
2: And, and I'm curious. I'm not sure. I don't know. If, I'm I'm not sure on all the logistics of the rocket. But did they use wire wrap as as opposed to solder? I mean, think think about the limitation of using wire wrap.
0: Yeah, right. mm-hmm,
2: Compared to solder, and if I. If, we probably have to do some investigation and research, mm-hmm. but I would suspect they was using RAM. Yeah. That's thing, another limitation.
0: The thing is, like you go down to Space Center Houston, Space Center Houston, you know, down there, they still have some little navigation stuff that they use. You know, it, it's where you know pretty much all of this RAM and all this memory that they were using, they would hand code by by sewing like cable and wire through motherboards to code that out, so the buttons would do what they want to on the front end. You know, the mechanical button.
2: But what was integrated circuits before we actually right. made them into integrated circuits? Right. You took uh, discrete components and you made what they call ECL logic or mm. ETL logic yeah, and so forth.
0: If you think about it, you know, we now we have HMIs and stuff like that. That, that, that It's all touchscreen. You know, it's all fancy dance screen. You know, yeah. back then, your fancy injection was a clunk. Yep. You know, get where are we going? Screen, clunk, though. clunk. You know, uh, click. Okay. okay. You know, big master warning goes off. and Now you're up there flipping switches. You know, we, we get we get a, we get a master warning now at work, and you just hit a button. Yeah. You know, it, they're not the same. It's you know It's it's, it's like it's like yeah. I tell people all the time. You know, engineers of the of back in the day are not the same engineers they are today. No. You know, back in the day they knew they used to have know how to engineer. Now we do it on the fly. Yeah. You know, which is kind of you know amusing, but you know if, if you think about it, you know you and you code an entire system with punch cards. Yep. You know, and now we still have satellites that are flying with that same technology on board and they that are it. outside our universe that are still communicating back and forth.
1: That's impressive. We're you know the, about Voyager. the
0: Voyager one and yeah. Voyager and yeah. her sister Voyager two. If you think about it, they're still communicating to this day.
2: And they still use magnetic
0: tape. Yes,
2: I mean back That's then impressive. they were using, They did not have solid state memory. Right. It yeah. was. Well, excuse me, they did have solid state memory, how we know it, as like a USB yeah. device that you can plug into something.
0: Well, yeah. think about this. The James Webb Telescope, this, this kind of shows yeah. how you know yeah. how reluctant to change people kind of are. The James Webb Telescope still runs on spinning disk.
1: Really?
0: Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. It's hard drive, a spinning disk. Not SSD. And the only reason why that they went with a spinning disk is they couldn't get a, a solid state drive certified in time for flight hardware yeah it came three days in after the freaking hard drive was mounted and they said we ain't going back and fixing that yeah, not taking you know pieces back because up. and also they, they their theory is we're not storing enough images on the platter right. to mean anything we're sports we're, we're taking and transmitting taking and transmitting and,
2: and you also in zero zero gravity right so you don't have
0: the cooling is not a not a factor
2: well, well, i mean like say in this in in this portable device like your laptop yeah. You can move it places and jostle it around. Yeah. And maybe when the platters are moving the heads clash with the platters. Yeah. yeah. But in zero gravity that's, that's not gonna happen.
0: Right. And if you think about it where James Webb telescope is advice where Hubble is, you know, that that's you're further out. So you're getting a little bit more heat and humidity and stuff like that that you're yeah. dealing with, or heat. You know, humidity is an offset. But think about where Hubble is. Hubble's still running on, you know, 30, 40 year technology old technology, which mm-hmm. is not that for this. it is. You know, but it goes into safe mode on its own and it has to be fixed. You know, we have nothing that can go yeah. there to fix it right
1: That's the whole reason that James Webb was put out there, is because yeah. Hubble's having an issue. Because right? they, they
0: wanted to decommission Hubble, yeah. Yeah. however. Now, we have people like SpaceX and the folks from uh, this next um, uh, unc- this next all-civilian Players Dawn launch going up. is their, their entire goal is to save Hubble, to push Hubble in a higher atmosphere. A, a higher altitude to keep it spinning for another two decades you know you know and doing what it does best
2: well think about what they did with the mars rover
0: yeah they're two different ha- they're two different you know mm-hmm. technologies sets i'm
2: saying like how, how old is that technology with the mars rover right exactly the, the first generation of they're the very mars similar roads.
0: each one of them are very similar yeah to that is a reuse. Well. yeah and if you think about it we're using technology from you know touchscreen android devices yeah to save devices that are still running on, you know, older, you know, DOS-based systems. You know, which it, it still shows that, you know, this technology and tools that we use now are still compatible with the tools we used back then.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why. I mean, and it, and it gets back capability. to kind of the... It, get back, it gets back to the main first episode. Was that, like... It, it's growing because it starts with manual tools. It starts with now your tools can communicate or at least report back to you. And now you're saving that and you're updating your tools and changing on the fly so that you can max your efficiency and upgrade, yeah. Yeah. upgrade your jobs, whatever you want to, you know, output per hour, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's going to grow into that IOT part. And it's honestly, if people don't get with it, it's, it's not sink, it's sink or swim actually. And if you don't go to IIoT you will
2: sink, especially yeah. yeah. if you're a big industry yeah. But like, I mean, Shouldn't we will be able to output as much. We we yeah. always go back to uh, a couple of projects we started with the three uh, D printers. Think about the technology that we're utilizing on three D printers. We're using stepper motors. Yeah, you're talking old technology. Yeah, it, this is not something new. It may be new to people that have never dealt with it. Mm-hmm. But I was probably eight years old dealing with stepper motors when I was a kid. Uh, we're talking about the heaters we use yeah. to make the plastic malleable. We're, we're mm-hmm. talking about the sensors we use to um, verify that we're level. Yeah. We're even talking about the uh, microcontrollers we're using. Yeah. And, and maybe we're using um, uh, mini PCs or micro PCs, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're utilizing some micro PCs out like a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. You know, this technology is not new yeah not really. Right? it's just been it's been repurposed
0: right if you think about it you know like the, th- like the 3d printing technology started in like what 2012 roughly it's been, yeah it's um, more
1: recent than people think you
0: know th- it's 2012 and you know it only it only got started because you know people that were in the industry got really aggravated so they couldn't bring one home you know so it started by the rep rap guys you know um you know they took their technology and figured out how to backwards engineer it You know, again, going back to what an engineer is. But it also goes back to the fact that, you know, your tools and technology mean, you know, everything. Because, you know, not everybody's, like, my tool belt and John's tool belt and Ed's tool belt are not going to be identical. By any stretch of the imagination, they're not going to be identical at all. You know, because everybody has something set up to a different job, a different, you know, methodology that they're dealing with on a daily basis. So, you know... You know, our big thing is, you know, giving you an idea, you know, something to play with, you know, because, you know, for us, it doesn't really matter. You know, we're going to use different tools on a different basis. I can tell you that my tool belt changes, and yeah, you know, be during the day.
1: Yeah, the, if you see somebody else, we're doing the same thing. If I see you're doing it on something else, I'm going to ask you about it, and then I'm going to judge if I want to do that instead of what I do because maybe the result's the same, but... You're clicking three times and I'm clicking seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that might I might see that and say, oh okay,
0: I can make so that more efficient."
2: No. Efficient, yeah. if you have to do that three hundred times a
0: day. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, why not? You know, set up the the auto click function. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it's one of those things of where, you know, everybody has a different tool for that. You know, because you know every every screwdriver is different, anyway. That's true. You know, based on what what screw you get. You know, based on what job you got, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, you know, drilling, putting a screw into frickin concrete, you know, using tap cons, like, all right, I ain't gonna, gonna use good. a hand screwdriver. It's
1: a good example. They all torque the same, but it's amount, like amount of torque that you're going to put into it. Like, right. it, you know, how many times am I torquing this? Is it going to last? Like, that's, that's how big, big of a fight am I in for? Yeah, I mean, because to be honest with you. Even even some of these other applications, you can think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Like Power BI is like, okay, I'm making one visual. Is that going to get my point across or am I going to stop there? Yeah. Because they don't understand visually that like that. They need to feel how a slowdown looks or mm-hmm. feel where the pinch points are instead of mm-hmm. seeing it. So that's when you bring in
2: elastic, Devana, you leverage yeah. MQTT, I-O-T, yeah, we IoT, smart, smart, sensors, and so forth.
0: Start growing, you know. It, it, it's it's one of those one of those jo- one of those things where it's like, um, you know, I I know I ask myself this, you know, routinely when I walk in the office, you know, is, is how, how how bad do I want my 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 life to you know stink today, <laughs> you know, depending on how hard do I want things to work, you know, do I want to do things the easy way, or do I want to do things the hard way? You know, what is it, work smarter, not harder? You know, and I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen people in technology, you know, and stuff like that, working through this career field, <clears throat> and also within the maintenance career field, that why do you keep doing things the hard way? You know, there's so many easy things to do and you ask them, so why don't you do it this way? Well, it's the way I know. It's easy for me. Okay, cool. That's on you. You know, you know here's a here's a here's an easy way I know how to do it. However, if that's not your cup of tea and you want to do things the hard way because that's what you know, that's what you're comfortable with, and you can get it done faster than the hard way than the new way, sure, you might be my guess.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, efficiency is the key because, like, if, if we're doing something two different ways and let's say we even finish at the same time. Like, I don't know, I'm, sta- I'm making a card, like a, a stack of cards, whatever. A little tower. We finish at the same time. But my stack is like four times your stack. It's because of those tools that I use along. Yeah. So, like, it, it's just, it's, it's, amp- how do you amplify your own skills? Yeah. So, what do you know without the use of those applications or anything like that? And then how can you use those to make what you know easier? Yeah. better or faster? Right. Yeah. It's just, you know,
0: that it's, you know, uh, the, the hammer analogy, you know, what what hammer are you using? I might use a sledgehammer to drop a, t- a thumb deck. Yeah, no. You know, but, but I'm gonna know how. Some people do.
1: we I mean, I mean, to I mean, be honest with you, well, I'm guilty sometimes of over-engineering. Too. Yeah, I've done the, <laughs> the same thing. Tool
2: in your toolbox is a hammer, then every problem needs a hammer. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's that's. So what? What both of you are saying, it's like I can I can give you an example. It's different in the office side or the business side or general IT to send a patch. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're gonna send it regardless if you want it or not because it's gonna get patched Yeah, you're on the yep. domain. You're mm-hmm. gonna get this. Do that in the OT environment, yeah. and you will be getting a call from the CEO asking why the plant is shut down yeah. because it's it's different criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 lifespan of IT equipment compared to OT equipment is yeah.
0: totally different. I mean, about twenty years different. Right? Yo, yeah.
2: you know, yeah. or forty, depending yeah. on what you know, you're right. talking about. If we're talking uh, infrastructure that's critical to the country, yeah. we're talking a grid that's older, than, uh, electrical grid,
0: older than forty years. Yep, and uh, they're still you know playing with. It. And go say, hey, I am going to take this grid off to Chicago.
2: Oh really? Let's see what happens. What time you want to do that? And I want to, I want to get the popcorn so I can watch. See yeah. what happens? Because <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> well, we need to do a patch. Uh, you won't be patching nothing here. No, come back forty more years when we decommission it, and you can patch all you want to. Right. Yeah, so you better figure out a way to contain it or to segment the network, yeah, to protect it, or well, you, you better figure out a way I'll to air, air gap out, yeah, air gap my system. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you do it in waves instead of doing it as one whole unit. But still, like, I mean, the point remains, like. They they're sticking with it because it's working. That's pretty
2: much the main reason. There's got got no easy solution to fix it.
1: You yeah, know, other than ripping it out and starting over, Man, that's, which that's not going to happen. It's not feasible.
2: In, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen a, overnight. Which is what would need to happen. cost restraints, You know, the logistics of getting all those things together, supply chain issues. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not an
0: easy it's not an easy thing to solve. Yeah and you know it's it's one of those things where you know as things you know go and move forward and you know the realm of this stuff you know it's just you know tools are going to change. Toolbox is going to open up you know there's going to be more and more stuff inside your toolbox but you know I know that you know we got um I think you got to get it running Ed. so we're going to go ahead and we're going to call it early tonight. um you know I hope everybody had a you know a great you know couple of weeks stuff like that you know we thank you for the support um sorry if the volume is a little choppy on this one um however you know we wish y'all the best you know i thank you all for your, your continued support and you know you know listening to us and you know you know being part of this adventure so you know hopefully y'all learned something y'all learn something new you go out and play with something so you know i'll turn over to the guys for the the last little bit and we'll go from there yeah uh,
2: so i would like to say we appreciate it uh all the support was gotten. Uh, sorry, I missed you guys last week. I had some personal things going on. Um, but we we would like to uh, do a question of the day for for you guys. We would like to know what's in your toolbox. Leave some comments and tell us what you're using. Maybe maybe give us some insight so we can use some of these tools. So uh, if you don't mind, please leave some comments.
1: Yeah. I, that's exactly, that's exactly the same point I was gonna say, is, is like, I, I've learned, you know, so much from even just being around people in the office and seeing the tools they use, like, Nick talks about Mobaxterm term, I use that, like, daily now. VS Code, that's how, like, I mess with some yeah, of my other firmware. Yeah, yeah it's, and, and how I compare a lot of firmwares yeah. next to each other in the same frame, so, like, I, that, that saves me time, it also saves me a lot of headache, Um, in troubleshooting. So, like, yeah, if you guys know a tool that you use, or maybe, maybe some of the same tools that we have, we've named Mobex Term, uh, Putty, uh, you know, Kibana, any of those other things that we've mentioned, if you know any ways that you can use them smarter, you know, work smarter, not harder, Mm -hmm. let us know those too. So, So, we appreciate it, guys. All right, guys. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch Podcast, where we hope you learn something about tech. During your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something that you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.